At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Green Zone. Oh, my! He is the baddest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. The Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds right here at Circuit Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And in Tampa Bay, it is not going well for the home team after getting that stop. Third and three. Tyler Johnson can't haul in a little short three-yard pattern. So they decide to punt. <laughs> the punt is returned deep in Tampa territory. Now Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a first and goal the three yards. And we'll see if he kept those feet in bounds. I think maybe both heels got down. This will probably be looked at at least, but uh, injuries get worse for the Tampa Bay offensive line, by the way. Tristan Wirfs, we know, out today. His backup, Josh Wells, who's oh. had a rough afternoon, by the way, hobbling pretty badly on the sideline now in the medical tent, and that is a catch. What mm-hmm. an incredible balance by OBJ. That's why I guess you deal with OBJ's theatrics and Talent. drama because he hasn't really been, even though he's in uh, Los, even though he's in Hollywood, hasn't really given him a lot of the drama. All he's given him is production. Now a first and goal for the Rams. You know, it's interesting here as it looks like the the Rams are gonna have second and goal at about the one. That when you think of the Rams and Sean McVay, you think offense. But what we've seen now through the Arizona game in the first round mm-hmm. and what we've seen now through midway through the third quarter, it's defense. It's defense. And I know Raheem Morris is up for interviews right now. He was a former head coach, ironically, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I covered him in Washington, D.C. when he was there on, on the defensive staff. Players do gravitate to this guy. This defense, and I know it's easy to coach when you got Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That's going to help. But really, I think that's the quiet part now that we're starting to realize about this Rams team that this, their defense first, mm-hmm. and then offense second. Because, yeah, Cooper Cup's had an outstanding historic year at the wide receiver position, but you know, Cam Akers is just rounding back into shape. Sony Michelle is a workman-like guy that they got in a trade. wasn't like they were depending on Sony Michelle until Cam Akers had that injury. And then, yeah, you, you look at Matt Stafford, but Matt Stafford is not I, as good as Matt Stafford is. I don't think they look at Matt Stafford and say, we got to go and you got to put 30 up on the board for us to win now. That's not who this Rams team is, is they punch this in, and it looks like they're going to be up 26-7. to seven. Excuse me, 26-3. How about that? A quarterback sneak works. Imagine that. Matthew Stafford punches that in. So while this game feels over, and I do believe it is, 
We have to start looking at this Rams team differently, I think, in the handicapping gear as we go back out to Will Hill. And, Will, really, that's my biggest takeaway so far in this postseason in the NFC. And, you know, it's always funny because during the year, it's all offense, 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 right? Look at the defenses. Look what San Francisco is doing. Old school, running the football, right? We can't run the football. That's, that's That's for idiots. We're starting to find out that the Rams are much more, they're playing physical, something they did not do throughout the, the most of this early part of the season. Yeah, if you guys just want to give me a second, I'm posting my cash app and my Venmo because I'm getting smoked on this game. So any contribution will help. Um, <laughs> and we're seeing, too, it's, it's a team effort with special teams, you know, offensive linemen with Worfs being out. It's everything. It's not just one-on-one quarterback versus quarterback. Worfs being out, maybe he loses, moves the line a half point, maybe he doesn't move it at all. But, you know, it matters at every aspect of the game matters and man this one is a bloodbath this is about over and but you start to wonder if Brady does retire would Tampa be a destination with all these players for Rodgers would they come into the mix for him Rodgers saw Brady go there and win could he do the same thing well I mean just open up that Pandora's box Will I mean could you I mean heads would just people would flip out Mm -hmm. if one if Brady retires which I don't think he's going to do I can't see Tom Brady going out on this right Without, without a right tackle and saying that's going to be your last image. Like, again, and, and Will brought it up earlier. When you bring up Dan Marino's last game, giving up 60-plus and a shellacking, that's that's the way some people remember Dan Marino because that's right. the last time they saw him. So I can't imagine that's how Brady wants to go. I could be wrong. I mean, certainly when you go to but, 10 Super Bowls, but, you, you know, sometimes father time and your body kind of tells you, okay, it's, it's time to get out. And you never know when it's going to come. Maybe it's this time, but 27 to three right now, the Rams uh, expand their lead now, minus 17 and a half, 48 and a half on the current total here. So uh, it's going from bad to worse for Tampa Bay. who are absolutely beat up on the offensive line coming into the game and have been even more beat up this afternoon. And that's why I don't think that this is going to be laid at the feet of Tom Brady. At least I'm not. When you look at an offensive line that's been banged up, when you look at the circus that was Antonio Brown, when Mike Evans did get dinged, of course, he's been back, but maybe not at uh, clearly 100%. Uh, look, Chris Godwin was their best receiver. He had already eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark when he went out for the remainder of the year. So Tom Brady, is they've duct-taped this thing together to get this far, mm-hmm. in my estimation. And now the Rams, fully loaded, fully healthy, except for Andrew Whit- Whitworth, that left tackle. But the left tackle today is playing just fine, by the way. And getting Cam Akers back. Getting Von Miller into the fold late in the year with a late season acquisition, it looks like you have one team ascending and the other team that's crumbling with the injuries. The uh, Rams, by the way, uh, uh, remain the uh, team with the offensive touchdown here in the NFC divisional round, and uh, and and this is it really for these guys. Uh, they're the only team that has scored an offensive touchdown in divisional round. By the way, we are starting to see. A couple shops here in town are putting out a premature no. price on the NFC Championship I was wondering. Game. And we are seeing Rams minus four, 46 four. and a half, because I think, and, and I thought, you know, three and a half was what it was in the season. So you knew it wouldn't be too far off that. So I thought, okay, are you going to give them a discount because the 49ers uh, go ahead and beat them twice? Well, uh, what one shop is doing here in town is not giving that discount because they're already making you pay the tax where it's like, okay, 
it's hard to, you know, do that. It's it's hard to uh, defeat a team three times. So they know that people are going to bet that. So they're already charging an attack. So Rams minus four, 46 and a half. I'll correct myself. The Packers did get an offensive touchdown last night. 49ers didn't. That's right. Ne- nevertheless, they're in the NFC championship game and the uh, Packers are home. If you had the opportunity to choose in a prop scenario, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Stafford, what do you think the odds would have been that not one of the first three I mentioned are even playing in that game, and it's going to be Jimmy G and Matty Stafford? Changing to the guard, Jimmy G obviously has been in the dance one time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew Stafford still looking for his first opportunity, but if this result holds, and you know more than likely it's going to, Rams going to be the favorite here and uh, be able to play the Super Bowl in their own home stadium, perhaps, if they can get by the 49ers next week. So, again, just for historical connotation, 28-3 to is about where we were here in that Super Bowl when Brady started to make that epic comeback. 27-3 to is where we stand now, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Okay, one more game. Maybe it's going to be more competitive with the Bills and Chiefs today. And a couple prop scenarios here. You know, you normally do get points at the end, uh, inside of the two-minute warning. Now, I'm trying to remember, just in this game here, we saw the fumble by Cam Akers at the one. Did they actually get points, though, uh, in the inside of two minutes? No, no, I don't I don't so, believe that they did because uh, they they scored before the two-minute warning, okay. if, 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 if I recall here. So, so to that point, because you normally think, yes, you're going to get points inside of it. If you think there's going to be a score in the final two minutes of the next game, the yes is minus 350. No plus 220, but that would have just cashed in mm-hmm. our scenario here. How do you handicap for something like that? Just, you know, you don't know game script yet. We yeah. don't know the flow of the game yeah. yet. How do you kind of blindly the, try to guesstimate the that? The only time I do these type of props is mainly in the Super Bowl. And usually like that time prop. One thing I bet most years, and it's cash for me most years, is actually the no score in the first 630 of the game. Because, look, if you get a stop on the first drive, even if it's a three and out, you've right. already taken two, two and a half minutes off the clock. Then they're punting, then they're punting them deep, and then the other team has the ball. So oftentimes I think there's a little bit of nerves early on in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. that's why I bet the first 630 on the no, but this prop is final two minutes of the first half. Everything is going to be priced to the offense here. Because when you have the highest total in all in all of the playoffs, so that's why you're seeing minus three fifty on the yes. This is not something I have personally bet. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe I'd take a shot at the no here if I were going to bet it, but I'll leave this one alone. And if the game's going to go into overtime, well, boy, plus nine hundred is what you would get for that. You, no, and you, and you always see that when we get into conference championship games and Super Bowls as well. And and actually, these usually get a lot of action where the books want to dodge because. What are they going to do? They're not going to lay 5000 to win no. 100 to bet the no. So most of the public, it's the same thing with safeties. Right. They always bet yes on the safety. They always bet yes on overtime because bettors want to have fun, but they want to bet a little to win a lot. So it's like, okay, I'll bet 10 bucks to win $90 here as uh, Rob Gronkowski has a big play down the field. Uh, not very many of those for Tampa Bay today, but nevertheless in Rams territory, 27 to three, five minutes left to go in the third. All right, so we'll keep an eye there, see if Tampa can get a, a score here. Uh, one other prop, though, that is always interesting, what this screams is quarterback sneak and or uh, a one-yard touchdown run. How many yards will the shortest touchdown be in the Bills and Chiefs? Now, again, not exactly what these teams do well. Right? They don't normally power it in from the mm-hmm. one. And we've seen Josh Allen have some trouble with the sneak issues and that Tennessee game comes to mind. 
over is only minus 110, under minus 125 there. Right. And 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 really, when I look at this, they don't want to sneak Patrick Mahomes either. Remember, no. he, remember and, and that's one thing where Kansas City has needed to do that. But that one time they snuck him, he got hurt in that Cleveland game that's last right. year in the playoffs. So that's why they're always a little lukewarm. And that's why you kind of saw in that short yardage play where the Chiefs might have got a little too cute when they were doing the receive, running back handing off to the receiver. It gets fumbled. J.J. Watt goes ahead and picks it up, scoop and score. So... You don't see Andy Reid like to sneak Patrick Mahomes very often, so uh, I would be—I would actually be leaning to the over here. Okay, so uh, again, the Buccaneers, by the way, have a first and ten at about the eleven-yard line of the Rams. Four and a half minutes to go, three-score game, three-score game. Do the math, people. Twenty-seven to three mm-hmm. right now. So again, if they score here, it's a big if. You would assume that Bruce Arians and company are going to start going for those twos like they did in that Super Bowl mm-hmm. back Brady and the Patriot days. When we come back, let's talk about some alternate spreads and some uh, lines that you can get there and maybe find some value uh, if you think this game for the Bills or Chiefs might go the way you're looking at. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds. This is the Green Zone here on Decent. I cannot wait to get our correspondent, Will Hill's thoughts on what just happened in Tampa Bay. Because I said before we went to break, Bucks were down around the 10-yard line. They had mm-hmm. a first and 10 outside the 10 at the 11. So we're clearly in four-down territory because, yeah. do the math, you're down three scores. That was three, not risk point. it for the biscuit. Kick the field goal. 27 to 6. Will Hill, what am I missing? Why on God's green earth would you kick that field goal? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to believe. I guess the counter would be it's really hard to get three touchdowns and all three two-point conversions to tie it up, which I understand. But, man, had a hard time scoring. You're pretty close. I think they're inside the 15. Uh, I mean, you, you kind of need a seven here to get back in the game. I'm sure the Rams are more than happy to see the field goal kicker come out and get the ball up 21 with 18 minutes left. I mean, I, I don't know. Your path to getting back in this game now, down 21 with 18 minutes left, is really uh, is pushing it here. Now the kickoff goes out of bounds. So uh, you know, maybe an onside kick there would have been not a bad idea. A surprise onside. You haven't stopped them all day. Rams are going to start at their own 40, up 21. And like we've said for the past hour, this game uh, is pretty much over. There was, a, was an early knockout, and they've just been dragging the bucks around the ring for the last night. This is tough to watch. So, again, the kick, it's not that windy down there, but if you just watch the kick, it bounds at the one mm-hmm. and then just takes, like, a left turn. Sometimes it's just not your day, and, and really why it hadn't been their day is the Bucks just – haven't been able to protect Tom Brady. The Rams have actually pressured him 12 times on 32 dropbacks. That's 38%. This would be ESPN stats and info. Since they've been tracking that since 2009, the last game where Brady had this much pressure was actually uh, the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles, 40%. Wow. He wow. Threw for, he threw for 555 in that wow. game. Wow. Yeah. That, that's absolutely amazing. And, Will, that's the thing here, too, is you look at it and you, you mention, all right, so they kicked the field goal, so it's still – a three-score game is a three-score score game. How in the world? They, they might have just gotten a turnover. A scoop, And Cooper Cup put it on the deck. And let's see if they can return this. It's a heck of a return here. So they're going to have first and 10 at about the 31-yard line. Of, don't, mean, this don't, game is, don't go to your cars just yet, Oh, guys. my goodness. But, again, it's something you don't expect from Cooper Cup, certainly, here. But there is life now for the Bucs. I can't believe because this game has been over, it feels like, since the second quarter, since that third and 20 play, Will. Would you be apt to hop in and dip your toe back into the live game wagering here? Weird things are starting to happen here. Yeah, I mean, you're still chasing 21, even if you get a quick score here. 14 in the fourth quarter is a pretty comfortable lead. Now, this game was over two minutes ago. Now, maybe it's not over, but let's see here if he can connect incomplete. I mean, the seven here is, is... Absolutely necessary. We can't see suck up on the field anymore. We know that. Uh, if you get a seven here, maybe you're back into it. But still, 21 is still a pretty steep hill to climb here. Okay. So, again, uh, Brady did go up top for Gronk. Couldn't connect there. So, second and 10. We'll get back to, to Will Hill. But, uh, look, the Cam Akers fumble mm-hmm. inside the one. The Cooper Cup fumble just now. It, it's, just, it's just like they're giving the doors remaining slightly ajar in what's been a complete dominated game by the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. So let's see. And, and you can see why uh, Josh Wells, by the way, returned from the medical tent back in the game at right tackle. He's getting all what that he wants, not only out of Donald, but Leonard Floyd. Brady's getting a lot of pressure on that right side. So this ball's got to be out in a hurry. All right, back foot, ball's got to go. They set up a screen pass to Gronk. Let's see if he can get any traction here. It's going to be third down and probably about to Good six tackle yards. by Vaughn Miller there, breaking down and uh, not letting him get more than a yard. All right, so again, it, what's interesting, too, we talk about tempo, Tom. Tempo, Tom, they're really going in slow. They've been in slow motion a lot today, too, offensively here. They did go up tempo a little bit. And had a little bit of success here. But it, it is a weird feel for this offense here. And obviously when you're down a couple of your main guys on the offensive line against a really good D-line. And what the Rams have, that has been problematic. So again, a huge third down coming there. So we'll keep abreast there. I mentioned alternate spread lines here in the second game today between the Bills and the Chiefs. 
And again, very quickly, it is fourth and nine now. And I, I yeah, actually, stay on the field. Go out, go out on your shield here. Okay, so let's see if Bruce Arians does go for it on fourth and nine after getting that Cooper Cup turnover. And it looks like that's exactly what they're going to do. So Tom Brady and company will stay out there. We'll keep you abreast of that situation. I was just going to say, they can't run the kicker out. You, you just can't run Ryan Suckup up with two minutes to go here in the third quarter. You're only seven field goals away, though, from tying <laughs> this game, Dave. <laughs> it, depending on what you think might happen here, for the Bills and Chiefs, if you think either team's going to win by eight or more, the Bills would be plus 310 and the Chiefs would be plus 240. Is, would you? We're expe- expecting a close game. Would you take a flyer either way? I know you kind of like the Chiefs today. Do you think at minus seven and a half, the Chiefs plus 240, any value there? You know, there are a lot of sharp bettors I know that have started to kind of get in this market. We have these new emerging markets as sports betting gets legal across the country. And you're now seeing, I think, more people start to play alternate lines. Mm. I, I found it kind of difficult. I do like the Chiefs tonight. I do have a Bill Super Bowl future. So part of that is a hedge, by the way. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, I'm just going to lay the Chiefs, you know, minus one that they're going to win by, you know, just one here. I think if they're going to win. And to our point we talked about earlier, if you like the Bills to win the game, mm. the Bills have not yet not won a game by double digits or less. So they have won every game by 10 points or more this season for the Bills. So if you say that you think they're going to win the game, you could lay the alternate line, and that might give you a little bit of value down the board. I absolutely love that rationale, right? So, again, if every single game that the Buffalo Bills have won, and if you're a Bills backer today, why would it be different? I know it's the Chiefs, but still, the last time they played the Chiefs, they won easily uh, well over this adjusted number of 7.5. Is there any other value on the board when you look at that that overall uh, prop uh, uh, spread that you might say, yeah, there is a little bit of value there. Yeah, I think certainly uh, uh, from the uh, spread prop standpoint, uh, Bills minus seven is $3. So it's like, okay, they've won every game by 10 or more. Can they just win by a touchdown here? So if you want to look at it that way, that would certainly be uh, one I would take a look at. Because if you're betting money line on this game, like I'll see a lot of people say, hey, I like the Bills money line. I think that they're going to win the game. Well, well, what would the money line price be right now? I mean, it's barely, it would be right. barely over even money. Uh, it would be, I think it's plus 110 right now, BetMGM, and I'm even seeing a dollar five at some other places here in town. So, yeah, why not try an alternate spot? Why not try a minus two and a half at plus yeah. 125? Yeah, really because they're going to win. Because it's like, oh, well, they only got to win by one, but you're only getting plus 110 on your money. Right. Whereas, you know, if you say, hey, they're going to win by three, you're getting a buck and a half. Or if you think yeah. they're going to win by seven, you're getting $3. So conversely, the same thing for the Chiefs backers as well out there. So, again, if you think the Chiefs, we know that the number right now is about minus one and a half. If you think they're going to win and win by a little bit more, look at those prices and the way that they are adjusted accordingly here, uh, depending on where you think the game script might fall. And you're going to get that better value than just what the flat number is uh, pre-flop. By the way, Leonard Fournette has uh, rushed this into the end zone. So 12 seconds ago uh, before we get to the end of the third quarter. And there is a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. That, that drive took two minutes and 33 seconds. It's now a 15-point wow. game. Now, New math on the analytics would say at some point, Wes, when you're this far down, you do go for two instead of just kicking the field goal. I assume that Bruce Arians is going to Yeah, they're kicking that. the PAT yeah. here, and that PAT is good. 27-13. We'll try to uh, get you a live line before we hit the end of this segment on the other side. But now is where 
Todd Bowles, if he might be, per Mark Canazaro of the New York Post, possibility he's the next Tampa Bay Bucks head coach. Now's the time to earn your money. You got to bring some pressure on Matthew Stafford. Uh-huh. Look, no quarterback loves pressure. I don't care who it is. So you got to start bringing the heat and maybe take some chances and see if this guy will uh, turn one over to you. He's been very good about it, but the Rams really have not been. Rams are still up two touchdowns, and they've turned it over twice. Wow. Right at the goal line, the Acres fumble, the Cooper Cup fumble. I mean, these are guys that are usually very reliable. So one guy that did have some turnover issues toward the end of the regular season was Matthew Stafford. You got to start bringing some exotic blitzes. You got to start, and your front four is number one, got to get home first and foremost. So 27 to 13, minute left to go in the third quarter. Rams minus 10 on the hook, 50 and a half on the total. Very quickly, if if the Bucks get a stop and get another score, the new math would say at this point is when you go for two. Do you believe that Bruce Arians should apply that new math? I think he should. I don't think he will. I think he's going to be like, hey, we're fortunate to be in this game. You know, yeah. let's not leave a uh, quote unquote, leave a point on the board. But as we talked about with these BATs, they are missed. And you've already had Ryan Suckup miss a field goal today. Yep. So sometimes, you know, miss kicks beget miss kicks. So, you know, those can add up in a hurry. So we'll see if he elects to do that. I think he absolutely should. All right. We're getting, it's creeping into a game where it might be starting to get sweatier palms. It hasn't been for the uh, most of the afternoon. Sean Salisbury is going to join us next year when you come back with us, of course, former NFL quarterback. Come on back. It is these in the Sports Betting Network. show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops. We've got First Strike. We've got Long Shots and many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. We have come to the end of the third quarter here on the Green Zone on Beeson. So we go to the fourth quarter, and the Buccaneers trying to get life down 27 to 13. It's going to be a second down coming up for the Rams. So a huge three and out potentially for the Bucs if they have any glimmer of hope here. Yeah, for those of us that are on the Rams, obviously we want some clock to eat here. (laughs) And, you know, even if you go down and get three points, three points, but five minutes off the clock, much more important. For the, uh, we always love having our next guest here, Sean Salisbury, a USC legend and, of course, a great quarterback in the NFL from 1986 to 96. Follow him on Twitter as I do it, Sean Unfiltered. Sean, great to have you back in the program. Look, let's get your thoughts initially what you're seeing here as the Bucks try somehow to get back into this football game. What have you made of this whooping that the Rams have put on them, at least for the first two and a half quarters? Side interior pressure has always been the problem. If you're going to beat Brady in the postseason, we've seen the Giants and Super Bowls do it twice. You've got to come with interior pressure at his legs, and they've done a good job of it. Um, but uh, they, you know, but you can't, you can't give them a glimmer of hope. You can't turn it over. You can't give them new opportunities. But think about the other two playoff games from yesterday, guys. D, we always talk quarterbacks and offense. Defenses have reared their head mm-hmm. this, I mean, this postseason so far, especially this weekend. So, but you know, if you give Brady, now they're going to punt and give the ball back to Brady. And now, why? 
here's where that, I'm not saying the Rams are going to choke it, but this is where that it starts to creep up into your throat where you start to say, if they go down and score here, it's 27-20. We saw this movie before, not 27-3, but 28-3 with Brady versus Atlanta. So what I'm seeing is they looked out of rhythm. Um, offensive line, obviously, not healthy. And the Rams looked like they came with a little bit more brute force. And I went into this game, and I think a lot of, I was talking to Randy Cross, the former 49er offensive lineman who was with Joe Montana and all the Super Bowls. And I'd wondered if the, the Rams were more cosmetic or, or, or substance. And I think that's a fair, you know, evaluation. And Randy and I both agreed to that, but this looks like a lot more substance than cosmetic, but you sure as hell don't want to put yourself in a position where it's a one possession game and number 12 is on the other side, especially when a guy like Stafford hasn't been here many times. So, but the physicality of the Rams defense has been a game so far and a little bit of kind of just slogging around for Tampa Bay, but it looks like things are changing right now. Jalen or Jaden Darden shaking up here on the punt return, a little collision there with Ben Skoranek. So uh, Tampa Bay will get the football Rams minus eight and a half, 53 and a half currently on the in play at bet MGM. And, and Sean, to your point, you know, when it starts to kind of like creep in your mind here, if Tampa Bay comes down and scores and let's say makes it 27, 20 with around 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, do you think Todd Bowles, it seems like he is still trying to get the pressure with the front four a little bit, maybe puts an extra rusher on the line. Do you think that he's going to start to bring more blitzes here? Because they really haven't met pressured Matthew Stafford that much all day long. No, I, I'm with you. And you get to a point, I love a team that's multiple when it comes to offenses. Like you'll see next week with Kyle Shanahan, with McVay, and, and Leftwich, where they're doing a bunch of different things. Although it may be similar plays, but they're making it look you know, to, to you on defense or offense, depending on what side of the ball you're on, that they're doing a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's starting to work a little bit. You start to see a little more energy, right, from Tampa Bay and pressure. And on that third down throw, was it the second, the second down throw, um, you saw Stafford sidearm it, sales, and Tampa's going to look to pressure, I would imagine, as we go on here and try to get that one pick six, uh, interception, turn it over, because Matt's played pretty well in this game, man. He's thrown the ball, especially the first half. He was all over it. He he looked like number 12 on the other side. So, um, yeah, I would expect Bulls to try and give him multiple looks and create confusion, but looking for that one game-changing, we've seen fumbles, now to hope that Matt throws you one, and he's been known to, um, and he's one hell of a player, but throw you one, um, you know, on a high sidearm where you're getting at his legs and he can't step into a throw, and you saw the third down miss as well where the ball was thrown behind. So, guys, I'm telling you, this is very real when you get to a point where you say we have this game sewn up even though nobody thought it because Brady's on the other team. And they get to within one score. Now imagine what you're doing. You're gripping. It's like, it's like a putter who's got a, a one-stroke lead mm-hmm. at the 16th, 17th, and 18th, and he's standing over a four-foot putt on 16, and he grips it a little too hard and runs it by four feet. And now it's like, oh, don't let me make bogey here. So, the Rams, I mean, this is Brady doesn't just rent space here, guys. He lives in this part of the postseason. Now, I, I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I'll damn well tell you that they'll start to get a little bit more uh, that feeling of the heat. The temperature is going to rise if they score on this drive and go 70 yards to get it in. But the Rams defense will have to continue somehow to deliver pressure so Brady doesn't get to set his feet, just like you see there, a strip sack fumble, and the Rams recover. So. Uh, that that that's monster, and that could be the difference in the game right there. Wow! So there it is. Uh, looks like the turning point in the game right here. Uh, if we thought Brady and, and company could get back into it, and Wes, you mentioned it too that that could be a problem. Uh, with Von Miller coming around the edge, there it is. This so, time it was the left side. It's been the right side all right. day with Wurfs being out, but this time the left side. And uh, 
There you go. Von Miller gets there and uh, strip sack fumble, and wow. now Rams in business here at the Tampa Bay 25. Hey, and, real quick, guys. Go ahead, John. See, when you're in a situation, I, I think Byron Leftwich is a wonderful coordinator. But when you're when Wirfs is out and the, your tackle has been out and gone back in the game, I don't know why. You saw the one time previous they chipped Gronk, Gronkowski chipped on his on his way out, and then they the, the left tackle pushed Aaron Donald by on the left side on the previous drive for a touchdown. I don't know why you're going to face one of the great all-time pass rushers and let him get in a wide nine and go up the field, and you're going to put a guy who's not used to being there on a regular basis. And that's what happens. Strip sack fumble. Brady loves to climb north and south, didn't get a chance to, and now the ball snapped over Stafford's head, and Tampa's going to go recover. What a crazy um, game. I, I, so, I, oh, my it's, goodness. It's crazy. So I don't know why you don't put a second guy on it and do it. What did I tell you about the choke factor, guys? Oh, my you God. Haven't that all, you haven't seen that all? When was the last time you saw a guy snap it over Stafford's head? I, you just, haven't. Oh, wow. And Not this is going to be right at midfield. This is this is absolute insanity, Sean Salisbury. So, again, you played for a decade plus as a quarterback in this league. You know about this and how these things go. Like, how many how many opportunities they've had to put those nails in the, in the coffin here for Tom Brady, and then you just have an inadvertent snap. I mean, Sean... This yeah. is getting to the point of where, like you were just saying, weird things happen sometimes, but you keep giving Brady these opportunities. At some point, you got to think he's going to capitalize. Such a great point by you guys. And, you know, he's played average. For Tom's game, It's bad. he hadn't played great football this game, and that's with the offensive line and him included. They just haven't played great football. Ball's behind, you know, with uh, on slant routes. But you're exactly right. And, guys, you don't just do these things because, well, this is what we do normally. And nobody likes to hear the word, ah, uh, the choke factor. How many times do you think they've heard Brady, they've watched Brady do this in January leading into February? Whether they lose it or not is one thing, but they are allowing Rams fans are like, oh, my gosh. And you, you made a point. How many times? Guys, remember years ago when the Chargers and Brady was playing and the Chargers got the ball, threw an inter- I mean, Brady threw a pick. On the return, they fumbled. Yes. You remember when Marty? Yes. I think it was with Marty in that 14 and 2. Yes. They fumbled it. The Patriots recovered, went down to score, and they eliminated the Chargers from that game. And you and cannot it, give the great. Yes. You can't and Sean brought that up, by the way. Out. It was 15 years ago, actually, on Friday, when, if you remember in the AFC Championship wow. game, Marlon yep. Jackson for the Colts That's intercepts right. Tom Brady. And he's going down. He's not returning. Robert Mathis is coming to, like, drill his own teammate there to keep him on the ground. Absolutely yeah, amazing absolutely. To, to see this uh, happening potentially. So now the Bucks have some new life. Very quickly, got a couple minutes left here with Sean Salisbury. We expect great quarterback play in the next game. Uh, what do you make of this matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs, which feels like the de facto AFC championship? But, yes, the Bengals will have something to say about that. Yeah, may may actually be the uh, AFC Super Bowl represent. I mean, the, the AFC Super Bowl champion. Maybe the, the, the AFC champion may be playing tonight, right, guys? Even mm-hmm. though no disrespect to Cincinnati, both these teams are really good. Uh, you can expect great quarterback play. I pick Buffalo, guys. I like them to go on the road and win this game. I do. Now, five weeks ago, we may not have said it, but they're starting to get into their rhythm. They've got and think about it. They're doing this without Tre'Davious White. They've got really good back end that can force you know, you to run precise routes. And if they can get pressure in that front seven, and this defense is one of the best in the league. If Leslie can dial up Leslie Frazier, some pressures to force, you know, a turnover or two, or to keep it in long yardage, because you know, the, 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 the they're not going to run it much. Right. You know, they're just not, they're not going to run it much. 
and they'll use the screen as, a, as an extension of the run. But the key is, too, I think Josh Allen's feet outside the pocket, guys, that 65, 70 yards rushing type of game can create major problems for Kansas City's defense. I like Buffalo. I think it's coming down to a field goal type game as well late in the fourth quarter. I like Buffalo in this game, and that's saying something because I don't usually pick against Mahomes and, and uh, Andy Reid, but I think it's Buffalo's time, and then I think they're going to host the AFC Championship game. Sean, always love having you on. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Unfiltered. Appreciate your time and information as always, my friend. We'll have you back on. Big sack by the Rams, fourth and long for the Bucks. What are they going to do? We'll discuss when you come back with us. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NFL playoffs. Simply place a $10 money line wager in any game, and if either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before. Earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if either team scores a touchdown in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds. This is the Green Zone here on Beeson. My goodness, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of drama transpire since our conversation with Sean Salisbury. And it looked like there was a personal foul that was called in Eric Weddle after a failed fourth down attempt. But apparently because the ball had landed. It yeah, is a because post- the ball is dead. It is a post-possession foul. It was explained on the broadcast, if you have us on and also the game broadcast, by Al Michaels and the uh, rules official Terry McCauley, a longtime referee in this league, who explained it rightfully. You can say, okay, bad rule, but right enforcement of the rule, and that's what it ended up being. So uh, uh, the NBC crew uh, was all over this. So that is a post-possession foul. Eric Weddle, by the way, 
He did, I think, kind of lead with the shoulder. It wasn't a direct, like, head-to-head shot or anything. So it was post-possession foul. So the Rams do get it, and they got it, I I believe, first and 25. But now the Rams uh, do have a first down out to the 40. Rams, now you're starting to see what they want to do. 11 minutes left to go. They are running the football here. And uh, this is where, you know, Cam Akers has not done a lot today in terms of the stats. 17 carries, 33 yards. But this is where you got to win ugly you don't want to really have to put the ball in the air and, and risk turning it over. They've already turned it over twice, one by Acres and then once by Cooper Cup. So now the adjusted price at BetMGM, Rams minus 13 and a hook, minus $1.40, 49 and a half on the total, juice the over at 135. And again, those back-to-back turnovers where Brady gets the strip sack fumble, then the very next play, the snap goes over Matthew Stafford's head. He wasn't expecting it. Just a crazy uh, couple of minutes here as we go back to our correspondent on this game all day long here in the Green Zone, Will Hill. So, Will, again, it looked like, okay, this thing's over. Strip sack fumble. Then the crazy snap. Okay, now the Bucks have life. Okay, then they don't get on fourth down. But are, then they're going to get bailed out, but they don't get bailed out. I mean, this is insanity. And yet, once all the dust settles, another first down for the Rams, they're starting to run that clock. Yeah, that's what happens when you get build a 21-point lead, a 20-whatever. I think they had a 24-point lead. You just build yourself that margin, that room for error where things can go wrong, and you look up and you're still at 14. Uh, I have to admit, I guess it was the right enforcement of the rule because the ball had hit the ground. I don't think I've ever seen that. To me, I, I, watching it live, I thought it would be continuous of the play. I guess the ball being on the ground when it happened uh, is, the differ- uh, dif- is, is the difference there. Uh, just strange. And like I said, as much football as we all watch, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, that specific circumstance. Yeah, and, and where I would take issue, and again, if the rule, if, if the application of the rule is correct, that's one thing. But just think of it in a different context. If a quarterback was being pressured on fourth yeah. down and he throws an incomplete pass and he gets hit up high as he's mm-hmm. throwing the pass, mm-hmm. like, like how how do you the the justification is because the ball hit the ground? That seems like a right. weird interpretation. Well, I, I think of they're the saying role. that they're saying that the play is dead once the ball hits the ground. Even though it's so, a split second. Yeah. It, it, right. It would you would think that the the play is continuous, but again, that that's that's the interpretation of the rule book here is the Rams now have a first down uh into Tampa Bay territory as again, you figure any more points to make this the three-score game again would put this out of reach. So again, still eight and a half minutes to go, but will um as nutty as the second half has been, still complete domination here by the uh, by the Rams. So it looks like it's going to set up that rematch with the Niners here. And we've already seen some books come out, and we're seeing some numbers around four. What do you make of that? Just an early glean ahead to next week, if this does hold here with the Rams up fourteen and looking for more. Seems a tad high. I would think San Fran would get the money, but I think people will probably wait and see an injury report in terms of Debo Samuel now Trent Williams. Again, Garoppolo, you got to worry about the hand, the shoulder, all that. Uh, but first glance, as long as San Fran's relatively healthy, same thing as last week, where I said the same thing in the Packer game, where if, as long as they're relatively healthy, that's a lot of points. They match up really well. They've killed the Rams. So uh, I would expect San Fran to take some money. And if San Fran's relatively healthy, I would expect that to close lower than three, right around three. I would say three. And it's tough to go, go ahead, on, Will. I'm sorry. Tough to go on the other side of three. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to piggyback off your point there, Will, because there are a couple shops here. Uh, Westgate Superbook, Jeff Sherman, uh, at Golf Oz on Twitter, has tweeted this out. It was four. Mm. They opened it up here early in the second half, and now seeing a little bit of trickle of San Francisco money to three and a half. So really not a surprise. By the way, that was the spread in both games, both in Santa Clara and also at SoFi Stadium. 
was three and a half. Because that's why I was thinking, okay, are they going to give you a little bit of discount with the 49ers winning twice? Instead, they go ahead and tax it because tough to beat a team three times narrative and betters will bet that. So that's why it was four. But now back to three and a half. So I think... I think Will's right. I think you will see the 49ers at least get some early support. All right. So, uh, again, the Rams, by the way, have uh, just taken their first time out with 7.18 to go. They are in the, in uh, field goal range here. And, again, any points you would think would be the dagger here in a two-score game currently. All right. Very quickly, Will, when you look ahead to the last game here in the weekend slate, and that is the Bills uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs here. We just talked about it with Sean Salisbury. And it, it is amazing to go, my goodness, Patrick Mahomes, you know, short fair as short as you're ever going to see here at what minus a point and a half what do you make of this matchup here and do you expect I know a lot of the sharps kind of like the under as maybe the right side to be on today or are you expecting those points to eventually come I think this game's going to be in the 60s I think this is a go for a game you know no punts no field goals it was 38 20 the first time they played and that was with Kansas City had two drives go inside the 10 that stalled out that was 100 yards of penalties on the offense and again, Buffalo's numbers on defense are really good, but you go through some of the quarterbacks they faced. It's a lot of Trevor Simeon, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Mike White, Zach Wilson. It's really not that impressive. And since they lost uh, Tredavious White, they really haven't been tested. They're going to be tested today. Still lean Chiefs here. I'm kind of rooting for the Bills. I, I think I sent it to you earlier. I have a 60-1 to Bills 49ers exact matchup that I gave out on the podcast, then 125-1 to Bengals 49ers exact Super Bowl matchup. So, Kind of rooting for the Bills so I can uh, I can be in good shape next week. But, you know, gun to my head, I would still lean towards the Chiefs here winning a close game. All right. So, again, uh, Will, we're going to actually keep you around for just a little bit longer. Yeah, because... we need to because this is still a ball game as uh, Matt Gay's 47-yard field How goal is, short? is short. How no is short? No good. So, uh, barely breathing here are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams just don't want to put this away. That would have put it away six and a half minutes ago going yep. up three scores. And now Tampa Bay still has some life. They also still have three timeouts, six and a half minutes left to go waiting for bet MGM to reprice this. It was 13 and a half before that field goal attempt. That is no good. So, well, can, can you kick a 47 yard field goal? I, I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could. Madden, man, we sure, could. He's a good kicker too. How is it short? I understand wide. I understand short from 47. This is crazy what is happening to keep this game. Still a two-score game here for the Buccaneers. Absolutely astounding. I did not expect short on the parlay card. From 47 yards. No, because this guy's made plus 50 yard plus kicks. Uh, to kick in the NFL, you got to make these kicks. And he looked puzzled. Yeah, like he uh, didn't realize he didn't he, hit it. He, he, I mean, he missed it. Uh, I mean, he missed it by like two and a half or three yards. Wasn't it looked like on first glance. Okay, so again, nutty things are happening. I, so, Will, we were going to cut you loose, but we're not going to do that if you don't mind hanging out with us here uh, in the next hour. Because again, it just feels like this is the game that doesn't want to die. Even though you know, in, in the horror movie. How many times can you keep coming back? But that's what we're getting here from the Buccaneers. And again, everything still is in play here technically because again, pre-flop was about 48 was the uh, the, mm-hmm. the total, and right now it sits at 40. I don't know if Bruce Arians is going to try that new math if they do score and go for two. But scoring has been a problem for the Buccaneers in general. They so might before, as well. It's been crazy as hell in this fourth quarter. You wow. might as well try everything. Throw the kitchen sink at them. So again, remember the Buccaneers still have three timeouts. There's still seven minutes to go in regulation. They do need two touchdowns at least here to try to force an improbable comeback and possibly get this to overtime. We don't anticipate that happening, 
but it's still on the table because the Rams just do not want to put this football game away. Again, we still have uh, Tank Williams going to join us at the top of the next hour to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs, and we'll get his thoughts on the craziness of this game in a game that feels like we've said that it could have been over about 10 different ways, mm, yeah. but yet it's still kicking. And still alive here, six and a half left to go. By the way, Rams minus seven and hook minus a dollar five to get that hook at BetMGM. Got to pay an extra five cents, minus 115. 49 and a half on the total. Talk about a roller coaster. It's really for the, 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 the total backers. The underbackers are living right right now. Yep. 49 and a half, the total at BetMGM. Juice to the under at minus a buck 35. If you're, if you're an overbacker, you're going, really? You were short on a 47-yard field goal? It might cost me money? Well, it, it just <laughs> may. We'll debate that when we come back here again. Tank Wynn is going to join us at the top of the hour. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.